What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 173 of the Albert Kesser podcast. Let's do this. So a bit of an unscheduled episode. I just wanted to chime in and uh, discuss the end of January, um, which has flown by and, you know, eye rolls to this. If you've heard it many times, you'll hear it many times more as you um, get along, you know, in years. That time goes fast and like January has completely just slipped by like a buttered whippet. I first heard that expression in a old review for Jack and Daxter 2, I believe. Um, yeah, I would love to, to see some activity happen around that. Lots of um, getting ready, lots of uh, preparing, you know, lots of stuff still happening behind the scenes. And I've I've kind of d- dived into this um, on uh, albertkesser.com forward slash journal. And uh, so many articles there, some of them in progress. Um, but I do love, I do so love putting together those because it gives me the opportunity to articulate some of the stuff that I'm looking forward to. And um out of that, yeah, I'm really am looking forward to like a, you know, a, a, this is a, a bit of a pipe dream at this stage at least, but you know that Marvel will eventually get around to making like the Marvel Marvel's uh, you know, inserts insert superhero insert character um RPG down the line. At least I'm hoping so. I, I really hope to see a Nightcrawler um uh, open world sandbox RPG, uh, and that's one of the ones on that article that's marked as um What's the title that I gave that one? It's also 10, 12 p.m. here, and I'm a little bit tired. I've been watching Sopranos with Ray, so very, very, um, such a great show. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, just trying out uh, the video uh, again. We'll see how this goes. Um, whenever I try to uh, do multiple things on the same setup, as in I've got, you know, the just movie going now, but whenever I try to bring up Safari, it actually, like, my computer actually crashes, which is a bit sad because I thought that I'd bought a computer that would um, that would work with, uh, you know, doing multiple things. But that's okay. Um, this is I'm just going to have some, some graphics applied to it, just a, a one-off, no re-render or anything. Uh, I don't know if I've uh, explained uh, what I use, but it's very kind of low-tech. I'm a little bit of a you know, what is the line between rebel and self-sabotage? But uh, for me, I, I consider myself a rebel and also someone who just, who knows that technology is moving towards a more uh, simplified state. So what I mean by that is like, I don't use Photoshop. I don't use um, Adobe Pro, Adobe Premiere rather. Uh, I don't use a Final Cut Pro or anything like that because I just have this hunch that like, you know, before throwing down money on a subscription and, and it's not even like, it's not me being cheap or anything. It's just, uh, I just have this feeling that we're about to enter this really intuitive era of, of, uh, you know, of content creation where you just won't have to learn like all of Photoshop. You won't have to learn all of these other things. So at the moment I use for my thumbnails, I use pages mixed with preview mixed with assets you can find um, on uh, Google Images search. You know, you just switch on the uh, transparent filter you can find. And Bing also. Bing is apparently, I discovered this, it's an amazing, amazing search engine for um, images. Uh, you know, Google really kind of nerfed their uh, high-definition um, image uh you know, search engine thing. It used to be much better. And then the copyright stuff happened. That's fine. I'm happy with copyright. Bing seems to have figured it out. But um, but anyway, that's a couple of development behind the scenes stuff. And yeah, you know, iMovie for, you know, um, creating both the MP4 and MP3 and, you know, layering text and stuff. And that's it, you know. Um, but, you know, obviously the plan is to, to upgrade down the line. So um, we're about 
2,000 away, roughly, from 40k, which will be really great on the on the YouTube channel. Um, and uh, that's kind of the kind of general housekeeping update, I suppose. Um, my th I found my thoughts dwelling a lot to, um, apart from the obvious, the eye roll obvious, which is like where things are going. But um, I found my thoughts dwelling to like what, what we do with the early part of the year before things get underway, especially if you've got a lens into this, into the spheres of art and entertainment where a lot of stuff kind of happens um, in a certain season. I've been thinking about seasons as well. And I've been thinking about the necessity, the, the necessity of E3 anymore. And um, I'm, I love E3. I really do. It, it's just a, it's a fun event. And if E3 can become uh, aware of that uh, and, and sort of start making what they're, yeah, start kind of conducting themselves and, and stepping into that role of like, you know, uh, for a long time, E3 was this uh, uh, kind of industry-leaning thing. Now it's this public-leaning thing. And, and if they really come out strong with this really strong self-aware identity, E3 can go on forever. It really can, you know. Um, they may even call it, you know, Electronic Entertainment Expo. It's just that word electronic, you can tell it's it kind of dates it because no one really says electronic anymore. It's a bit of an like an antiquated word, you know, with digital being one of the things, you know, electronic is like so 50s, you know. Oh, no, no, 50s or 20s and 30s is like electrical, <laughs> um, you know, but uh, no. So, yeah, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to E3. It, it does feel far away at this stage, but, you know, things are going to scream past. Um, but I think, you know, I, yeah, I've been thinking about the early part of the year, and I think the early part of the year should be not only looking forward and doing some planning, which, you know, the rest of the year always benefits from planning, but I think... Um, the early part of the year. I'm just going to turn the brightness down. I wonder if that'll affect. I've been using this app. Uh, oh, that's so much better. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I can even just like check this out. You can take the brightness down all the way. I, I don't know if the brightness is going to be affected on the screen recording. I, I don't think it will because that's just the display. But um, I've been using this app called Night Eye and an easy instant buy, really. Like, uh, and I use Loopback for my uh, production. It's a, a digital switchboard sort of thing, which allows me to sort of tell the computer, hey, please record this, please record that app. And that can be Skype, even Netflix only audio though, um, not video obviously, because that would just be straight up pirating. So, but it allows me to, to pull things up. Again, it would allow me if my poor laptop didn't overheat. So maybe with the eventual later setup, but um, where was I? Um, yeah, the early part of the year, you know, and I've been looking at sort of some of some kind of funny um, stuff with uh, looking ahead. And, um, you know, for a while, when I was doing the interactive artistry thing, I had the eight. And then let's see if I can remember them from the top of my head. I had film, you had interactive, which is, you know, games, you had music, you had series, you had art, like as in visual art, um, digital tech and no, not digital, design, tech, and literature, I think, unless I said literature twice. So my dream thing would be able to just like click a button and just have all of the, like those sites, you know, cause I go to Loudwire for my music stuff. I go to um, MovieWeb for movie stuff now, like cause MovieWeb has a great uh, calendar. Releases.com does something similar, but it only covers film, movies, um, sorry, see how tired I am film and um and games and, and tv series but that's it but yeah if i could 
yeah, if I could press a button and everything would just be there and I just would not have to worry about, you know, and it'd just be in my calendar and I would just get like a day, a day alert the day before. And if it's something I'm really looking forward to, maybe a week before. And then each of those categories would have, um, so releases and then events. So you're looking at a few different categories there. And if I could just make open a pocket in time that allowed me to populate my calendar with all that stuff, I would, but, um, but as as I've been finding, actually, this year has really been one where you know you've seen it on the um, uh, on the journal. Uh, I just released uh, some quantum myth stuff with the the elemental symbols. I'm going to be tidying up and remastering all those. May even release those as shirts, um, which I think will be nice. You know, so that you can um, get your favorite element or your most kindred element. With the quantum myth, it's the five traditional elements, which is uh, quintessence slash ether, um, air, fire. Um, water earth and then for me uh, with with quantum myth it adds three more which is light dark and reflection um and reflection is great i love it um in the quantum myth the deity for reflection is called inuni um which uh, evokes kind of um both uh, hindu but also australian aboriginal kind of um, nomenclature and and um, phonetics and inuni itself uh, is an anagram so it's can be read backwards and forth so that's you know reflection like a mirror you know um a little bit of uh whatsapp travia uh, no oh so um, oh oh what's that i was about to say quick time quantum myth trivia that's how tired i am quantum myth trivia there um real talk uh, i was going to speak with uh my upcoming guest uh but uh, i think i must have misjudged the time of day and uh over at where he is at it's la time which is 3 a.m and i was like oh i'm all set up ready so i figured let's 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 yuck it up let's let's hang out um mystery science theater i've been getting into that or getting into defined getting into uh i've been checking it out based on the interesting cross-section of how many of the people i love like deeply love i love these people um really enjoy it and celebrate it um uh, you know, chiefly Mega64, you know, and I was looking at, you know, Rocco talking about how, how much of a fan he was of Joel Hodgson's, Hodgson's um, series. Um, part of me wishes it was what I, like, it was just less like the, the I know it, the central premise is the movie watching. I know that. Uh, and it's great to fall asleep to. Actually, I've fallen asleep to it a bunch. Um, but but i uh yeah like i was like oh wow you see they just sit there and 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 talk about movies but that's podcasting so and that's where he was very prescient very prescient you know he like commentary on stuff you know um so he's he's very ahead of his time uh, joel there um i just randomly thought of squidbilly seasons 12 or 13 like kudos to matt meliaro and and um mike not mike Latzo. oh god uh yeah you know it's the same team aqua teen and, and uh squidbillies like shout out to them uh, i have so much to catch up on and again if i could just snap a finger um that that, that makes me think uh you know ray and i've been talking about technology 8k 5g that kind of thing and i alluded to it just earlier about like that snap of the finger kind of stuff and it doesn't come from an in- entitlement i just realized entitlement and enlightenment have like similar I don't know. I'll have to look into the etymology of that, but they're very they're they're polar things for me, because in, in, entitlement prevents enlightenment. Because enlightenment comes from a place of striving and going and seeking, whereas entitlement is from a place of complacency and sitting and doing nothing. So, yeah, flowing into some etymology there. Um, 
No, yeah. So I, I think 8K 5G is going to be great. It's just that we're not there yet. And um, I think there's a bit of expectations about the start of the century. Sorry, the start of the... Um, uh, is it century? No, a decade, the start of the decade. And I think some part of me is like, you know, not the flying car thing, because people said that in, two th in the year 2000. is like, oh, yeah, as soon as it turned the year 2000, I expected, you know flying cars like no I don't I didn't expect that but um but what I but yeah like the I think I've had to just kind of you know just be like yeah it's like not everything is just going to happen all of a sudden because we've reached the end of a decade in fact it's the opposite it's a feeling of um getting started again it's not like we're reaching anything um and speaking of starting again I really hope Bernie wins and I hope we can put all this bullshit with Trump behind us and because uh, I'm feeling for a lot of the my uh, sisters brothers and everyone over in the US with all that it's just it's like a nightmare it's like a black mirror kind of stuff so whatever side of politics you fall on we can agree that he's just uh, it's like in the matrix you know that's how the machines and Neo struck the deal is because they had you know they had Smith in there just messing it up for everyone. So it's like, this is the enemy of our enemy is our friend situation, you know? And so he's just out of control. And I saw Schiff, you know, tearing up or getting choked up, you know? And, and, and the fact that I even know these people, like this is, this is just so, so not like politics is so not my scene, but the very fact that I'm tuning in means that it transcends that. I am the least political person. I really try to say apolitical and agnostic and, you know, all that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I am tuning in every day, at least for like, sometimes even like an hour a day, uh, cumulatively where I'm just chiming in being like, is it, is it, is it over? Is he being kicked out? And I love how shifts like he's, we're going to kick him out. And I, I don't know if I'm trying to not jinx the situation, um, by saying that Trump will get elected. You know what I mean? You, you know, you see what I'm doing with that. It's to, it's to, um, it's it's to make sure it happen, to make sure it happens. You know, so it, that's how jinxing work. But um, you know, jinxing the anti-jinx to the jinx to, I'll just put my willpower out there and then hope that I, you know, I can add my willpower and I uh, to, to to the collective willpower to to see you know to be one of those white, energetic white blood cells to kind of get this infection away from wonderful human beings who are just suffering needlessly so so that's that um so yeah and this is this leads me back to my point i think i circle back to it it's like january is this time of just like i suppose reflection and planning and um and catching up and, and taking stock i think it, that's you know you don't want everything to just be go 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 all the time um uh, but we are moving towards a time where like you know there's uh all kinds of films releasing at all times. We may even move away from seasons. That's my, th that's what I'm saying, you know? So when 5G, 8G, 8, uh, 8K comes along, you know, that there's, there's going to be something, you know, uh, there's going to be a theme we'll notice, which is there's going to be less, little, little to no waiting times. That's in loading times in the microcosm with your device and little to no uh, waiting times uh, annually for content and for other, everything. Everything's just going to be so instant, so, but the thing is, industries, uh, you know, and, and, you know, the planet, actually, you know, the OG, there was no, there's no, like, trends, there's no algorithms that nature follows when uh, she decides to, you know, begin the process of summer, autumn, winter, you know, spring, like, so I'm wondering if we need to do a thing where, just like how when 
evolutionarily, we um, noticed that we didn't have to, we're not the, whether we're at the top of the food chain, we don't have to worry about being eaten, you know, not in the real world anyway. And so we, uh, you know, we turned inwards and, uh, you know, we built elevators and escalators and this kind of thing. Um, so I'm wondering, and, and, and yeah, you know, with art, for example, uh, there's, I think, uh, something I very much agree with, you know, Jack White says this is like limitations create art and Mandalorian showed that. Mandalorian, you know, I, I think it's settled to like a 6.57 for me because I, I want to demand energetically, uh, demand more, don't demand, who's demanding anything? I'm not demanding anything, but, you know, I, I think um, there's a there's a good, yeah, you know, good, I just think they can do better. And I, I, I want, you want, you want everything in your life to go better. You don't want to just sit in a sea of mediocrity. And I think quantity will never, ever compare to quality. Um, so I do worry for, uh, you know, five, six years, six, ten years from now where it's just go, go, go. And there's no seasons and, and it's just all these streaming platforms are just trying to pump out content. I just really hope as we make this amazing worthwhile stuff, like the upcoming Lord of the Rings series, all this stuff, I just hope that, uh, you know, we don't forget that it's, 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 you know, the things that we love, they came from a prolonged period of yeah a little bit of suffering you know um no suffering yeah yeah phil tippett says this you know he the, the the hand animator the stop stop motion animator who you know animated the torn torns and the AT-ATs from empire strikes back and on his on his uh, you know i posted it uh, when i was back when i was doing the social media thing i posted it on the instagram uh how it's like yeah like passion and art this isn't fun it's it's a, it's suffering like it takes time to do this stuff and interestingly you know i mean i'm 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 doing i'm doing creative stuff in other ways but you know uh i made my most of my patents these latest batch of patents when i was traveling when i was on the plane when it was yeah sort of uncomfortable so i get that and, and now that i'm home it's like i'll add to a patent once in a while but i won't do a patent from start to finish because i don't have that restriction because in that plane seat, you can't do anything else, right? You're there for like eight hours or whatever, and like you got the iPad there and you paint, you know. And because, but like, if I had any other option, I'd be doing other stuff. Like, yeah, like I mean, I would at least have that impulse and that strong pull away. Whereas on the plane, there's nothing else on my mind apart from finishing that art. So maybe you know, all TV shows should be written on planes. I don't know, something like that. There's something to that. There's uh, please chime in if you're a psychology student. Um, or an anthropologist or a sociologist and chime in with any kind of knowledge you have. Um, you know, I'm, I'm close to figuring out, I think, or, or trying at least this thing with Chrome, which allows you to, if I'm not mistaken, it allows you to, uh, you know, record with a chat, right? So I know a lot of the channel's um, followers are, are following the you know, the reactions, but I think it'd be really interesting to kind of get some of the community involved. Um, wonder if there's a way where I can like, uh, just approve a few people just to chime in and, and, and like vet them. And so that we can develop this community where it's like, just not just any rando can chime in. Cause that would just disrupt the flow. It's like, you know, um, going to a big crowded shopping center, frankly, I mean, again, you know, it's not, not everyone's on the internet shock, you know? So, but you know, uh, doing an instant energetic poll right now, I would say that 
um, you know, a not insignificant portion of people on the internet ha have a lot of anger in their lives and a lot of uh, stuff to vent, you know, and to, you know, um, they have a platform, they have an anonymous platform to get to get their problems out of their system. And so that's the internet. And so it would be if we went to a shopping mall full of kind of, you know, people with chips on their shoulders and then just like starting to talk and not expect anyone to chime in and like photobomb or mic bomb or whatever. So I'll look into that. That might be nice because if I'm just recording, imagine if right there scrolling, I'd be like, yeah, cool. Talk to that. So but maybe 178 or something like that, you know, so uh, reaching 200 episodes. I just thought about that. Um, by my calculation, that's like 30 weeks from now which is, ooh, well, that's, so 52 weeks in a year, 30 weeks. That'd be August, wouldn't it? Something like that. And, and um, you know, the first podcast, ooh, yes. I, I actually added this this calendar event earlier today. Um, I, add, I And if I'm not mistaken, holy moly, this might be interesting. So, yeah, so, oh, no, that's the journal anniversary. Anyway, no, I, I don't want to spend too much time on my phone because, you know, I've got you right here. And that's rude to do that. Um, But it won't be too far off from where I'll have, uh, you know, come up to the anniversary of the very first episode. Might, maybe I'll try and do some stuff where I can time it to that so I can have a, you know, the first video I put out, for the channel at least, that was important when I did the restructuring and everything. It was important to... um to not count the other channel because it was like started in 2014. I didn't have any stuff, but no, the official first, I think it was March 2015 or something. I don't know, but we'll see, you know, and I would like to time that and do a thing. So, but, you know, interestingly, despite all the shifts, like the podcast has continued. Interesting. And, and you know, I wrote that, that show, that, that um, article, which I still stick by. It's like, do not create more podcasts. It's like, I'm not not going to start any of that like because i was just starting them for no reason like because i just as you saw in the article on, on or as you may read if you haven't read it already or if you've read it as you read in that journal entry about um you know doing things on principle just because i can and how that is like a sublimated form of yeah um distract self-distraction otherwise known as procrastination so but yes yeah, since putting that aside and since putting social media aside so many articles so much creativity and pathways of, of vision opening up. Another thing I think January should be for is envisioning. I love how Janus, Janus the two-faced god, it's like one face looking at the past, one face looking at the future. Of course, the month of January would start like that. Um, that's fantastic. I just had an image, you know, that's, that's a very kind of mythical image. I thought of like a mask, and then I just thought of like the Sphinx. Um, yeah, and then I thought of this amazing figure. Oh my gosh, this figure! This is, I have to, I, they need to put the sculptor's name first and foremost, like right there. Um, so I don't know how I'll do with the edit of this later, but uh, it is S Selenar, the um, the spirit of Hish. Absolutely stunning. I mean, since um, this is a game Games Workshop, by the way, you know, Warhammer, but I, I don't do the collecting. I do, I love the books and I'll definitely be picking up this. The Lumineth, uh, the Lumineth uh, Light Lords, Light Elves, basically. Love the nomenclature. I think um, the Warhammer universe has some of the most uh, beautiful uh, and, yeah, real-world um, kind of congruent uh, nomenclature that I can see. You know, a deep mare is 
a horse that lives under the sea. They didn't call it a seahorse or anything, but it is a deep mare. And I love that name. And, and I did, um, I think you can Google it. If you just go Albert Kessa Imgur, or I-M-G-U-R, yeah, you can find my vinyl design for this. Uh, I just envisioned, it's probably I'm probably going to do another list of this, actually. Um, but I, I I turned the Idoneth Deepkin into a vinyl record called Soul Warden. Um, and the band was Eidolon of Mathlan, which just sounds, you know, this Veil of Maya. There's all these metal bands that sound like, you know, this, this. I like I just like highlighting this thing where it's like this this unspoken thing. I think no, I think one person made a video or an article is like, can you tell, you know, which is a magic card name and which is a, a metal band song name or song or band or something. So I love that. And it's not a, it's just it's this weirdly under discussed aspect where they just they're so alike, you know. So another under under discussed aspect, yeah, is nomenclature. And I was thinking about this today about naming quantum mythic elements, characters, places. And my stuff with the resonant, you know, Shayodi, the this kind of spirit of creativity, if you want to put it like simply, um, and in the quantum myth as a crash course, like everyone has a spirit of creativity. It's nothing culty or religious, blah, whatever. It's just my creative exploration of uh, of the idea of myth, the idea of creativity. And so if everyone has a soul and, and an essence that can be traced all the way back from the origin of the universe, which is actually true, that's not like a... Um, you know, a hippy dippy thing. It's like you know, matter has always just been around. This is science. This is physics. It's like everything that birthed the universe is around us and is us, right? So it's just that science, and then it's filtered through my creative lens. And so the idea is, we have a lineage going all the way back to the prime entity, which is Olvisutar, which is the the first being, and that goes all the way through to like you know, he has two children, form and void, and then those two children, and they tell two friends, and they tell two friends. Wayne's world those two children have eight children which are the eternals as i mentioned ties in with the elements you know earth water wind fire um quintessence uh, reflection dark and um light right and then those if you actually mix this and this is math it's not made up if you mix if each of those two mix with the other it's 28 that's the that's what comes from eight if you mix you know do the everyone has a child with everyone else again these are just there's no incest in star language up there it's just pure energy so they're just meeting it's like saying something is oh like you know when a cell splits or or combines it's like it's there's, there's not, it's okay it's just energy and like i'm not saying incest is okay I promise this is but this is like way back and and also just saying in the origins of species i mean again there's no chick there's a chicken or egg thing because evolution is so gradual but uh yeah you know like that was a thing back in the day look at my teeth probably my, my ancestors you know i uh, i envy some folks who just they don't they never have to sort out their teeth because like crowded teeth is a sign that you had inbreeding i'm sure i think maybe i'm speaking out of my butt but anyway back to the quantum myth uh yeah so eight um eight eternals and then those eight eternals had 28 god children right um, and, uh, and then those children, uh, intermingled and had infinite and then grandchildren, children, great, 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 grandchildren through infinity. Eh? And it's, and this species called the resonance. Um, also, yeah, the resonance children, the direct ancestors, like the children of the, uh, not the resonance. I haven't gotten to them yet. So just to recap primary and like prime entity is what he's called. Olvisutar. Uh, had two children, form and void, Ara and Oro, right? Had eight children, the elements. Had 28 children, the gods. 
and then those gods intermingled and had like literally infinite children and those are called the aspects or the ulafon is the resonant name um and then those aspects intermingled and had the resonance which is everyone literally everything around us this lamp and this might come off a bit yoda-esque but it's also like buddhist and uh, native american as well because they also believed in inanimate objects having spirits right so everything currently has a resonant within it because you know it resonates with that particular shape and then communicates the experience of being that shape and experiencing the universe from the perspective of that object or living being all the way back to the still living ancestor because in the quantum myth nothing dies it's just a, the ever telling is, is what this phenomena is called it's the idea that everything is all the time that's from the sword by the way really great line from the um from the veil of isis song fantastic uh and and yeah so it's everything's happening all the time and that is again you know multiverse there's that theory that it's like everything i just said I said five seconds ago, five seconds from now, two seconds ago, two seconds from now, uh, infinite multiverses where everything's happening all the time. So, so that ties into actual, you know, scientific theories like, um, and, um, physics and stuff. So I, I just, I never, I don't have any interest in any culty stuff. And if this is found later, you know, it's just like later this footage of like, and please like have this, nothing was, this wasn't an RLR on whatever Hubbard thing. It's just this is my exploration. And it's it's turning out to be a really beautiful and exciting and really creatively engaging exercise. And I'm really looking forward to dreams. I'm also fucking terrified of dreams because, you know, um, you know, the, the game that's coming out. Um, because I like I just want to get it right. I just want to get origin myth right which is i've decided i was going to do a wood folk which is the second story but there's a whole sequence you can go to the journal entry which explains like everything in the order in which it's going to be released because that's the plan I, I really have like a lifetime's worth of stuff that i can build and work on as i work on stuff so but back to what i was talking about which is nomenclature so so for me um when i name something it, it's just and it's not pretentious to say this i actually also make sure that i'm not self-conscious when naming something um and i actually just channel literally the unconscious right then and there in in terms of the thing so when i was naming like my um bloodborne character i just called him like geldrin right and geldrin sounds like gelding right and which is like a like a uh, I think a male horse or something and you know horses uh, horse-drawn carriages uh, Dracula that kind of thing and it just fit and it, and it, it's it sounded you know and I think a lot of nomenclature and a lot of the name of things and the essence of things and this goes back to the you know one of the um, quantum mythic aspects is the reminiscence of Dudephalon who Dudephalon was a or is was is and always will be whatever because they don't die either a resonant sage who talked about the duality of things right um and uh he said that the one of his sayings you know as i've discovered from my resonant who has like again i speak with him and this is again the, the metaphor here is that you speak with your creativity speak with yourself have that self-dialogue is that um uh the the truth isn't in the name of something it is in its silence essence the silent essence of the thing is its is its truth, not the name, not what you call it. Which is a wonderful sentiment about how like what your name is, where you come from, all this external crap, like doesn't matter. What matters is your silent essence. Silent nameless essence. And what I do is I consult the thing, I hold it, I hold the vibes. And I know that sounds kooky, but it literally is just hold its vibrational qualities, its historical qualities, and I just name it phonetically according to that 
or, or phonetically or, or culturally just something that that fuses that and just sometimes it's very inexplicable like the the god of uh, ether zirtha z-y-r-t-h-a right um so i thought about this it's like so the alphabet ends at z and the elements end at air earth or whatever and beyond the, the four elements is is quintessence you know so the idea is that you know a z sounding thing implies that the fringe implies ready to go into the next and z is a consonant and y is a vowel and vowels are open you know um and so and yeah and it just like you can de like that's how kuloran as well these these uh, entities that are made of half flora half fauna right uh, you know, Huorn is a, a, a Tolkienic um, uh, name, you know, for these moving trees. So Kulon, Huorn, right? I love nomenclature and I love etymology for that reason. Um, and Ku combine, you know, I, I, I did some etym etymological stuff there, but it's never just out of nowhere. And I really, I actually disconnect from like sci-fi names and fantasy names that just just are like purely, you know, that they don't have any sense of. And, and the thing is, you might be like, oh, Albert, you're just you're just coming up with stuff out of nowhere too because you're right like you're just consulting the vibe of something what is that you're basically it's like well i think some people and i've seen some fantasy novels where it's like oh my god so many apostrophes oh my god have you thought about people trying to say this and another thing that beautiful names have they have the quality of having existed for a long time right so zeus or Heracles, like these names are, are aren't like and like they're not and like think of it uh, as a word resembling like a smoothed stone over time so if the word is and, and this is true maybe phonetic phonetic specialists get, you know at me please do because i want to talk about this if a word has too many literal like spikes to it it just feels too new and too contrived whereas like even with tolkien like silmarillion like it rolls Right. And there's the implication that, oh, this a civilization has been seeing this name forever. That's how it became a name. And uh, Ulfi, which is uh, the god of warmth in, in the quantum myth, like Ulfi oh, it just sounds like a, it sounds like a hug. You know, it sounds like a, a Slavic hug to me. So and I just, you know, ooh, like the sound and like, like you know, the god of warmth would be the I can't remember his lineage. But uh, I think heat, oh, fire, fire and wind, I think, because to, to connotate like a warm breath and a, and a warm warmth. Yeah, fire and wind. OK, that's what, you know, again, when I created them, maybe maybe divinities are like this as well. It's like, oh, yeah, did I think that? And, and I seen George Lucas do this as well. He's like, did I? Oh, and he can't really remember some details of songs and stuff. But what'll be really great with the quantum myth is once it's all out there and uh, book form. I'm so excited. Like, uh, it's just going to take time. It's going to take time while I work stuff out in the background. But yeah, I'm really excited for dreams. Um, and uh, yeah, I, again, I, you know, when I sat down to play, I might even level a little bit about Death Stranding. Why not? Um, so Death Stranding, uh, it's, it wasn't my, my game of the year last year. Um, and I've explained this behind the scenes to some friends, but I'll just be brief. So I, I and I don't presume to know the man. Right, but all we all we have in the end is is openness. Because if he communicated with me, I would obviously change that because I'd be getting direct input. But energetically, and and I'd be open to being added about this, absolutely. Um, but energetically, I felt like Death Stranding wasn't 
like art almost. I mean, it was definitionally because it was creative expression, but it felt more like mourning. It felt more like an emo a personal, a very personal emotional process that it almost felt weirdly, you know, like I was intruding by playing this game or, or seeing, you know, participating in this final product because it felt like a, like private psychology notes, like this crying everywhere, first of all. And I said this to my... Um, co-host who I discussed this with behind scenes like he's just like this crying everywhere there's so much mourning here and we don't see Kojima cry in real life and I love it when people you know I mean he maybe he mourns in private or something but um but as far as we can see like he, he seems to to channel so much into his art which is positive but also again emotions were meant to be felt not just channeled I, I am such a strong proponent for like channeling the majority of your emotions into positive beautiful creative things but there is a measure of them which is like okay stop seeing it as fuel now please you can see it as 80 percent 90 percent of it see it as fuel which is great because emotions really yeah the emotion of discomfort can sometimes fuel great art we talked about this earlier in, in this episode but a good five to ten percent like you need to just face that right and maybe he does but when he made the stranding like it, it was just uh you know it was the the starting of the engine you know and when you turn a faucet that you haven't turned on for a while what comes out black like it's just like black gunk and there's so much imagery of oil so much inner imagery of like mud right and and like even mud all over his face right so he got a bunch of friends together and this is what kojima did is he, he mourned artistically and this felt like a uh, like a creative mourning process. And then same with the, you know, not the same, but, you know, Last Guardian had these aspects, which I, I, I kind of get, you know, to each their own. And people, some people might not notice things, these things or even see these things and literally to each their own. But I saw and it's so funny. I, I, had, I had arrived at this truth, but then I read it later. I read it in the book, you know, An Extraordinary Journey earlier today at UN, I think, for the first time, because I hadn't read that first page for some reason. But for the longest time, I had a hunch that The Last Guardian was a metaphor for Fumito struggling with creating the game, struggling with getting the game under control, right? And so when people are like, oh, I'm so frustrated with the, the, the dog bird kind of thing with, with Chico, why isn't he doing what I want? It's like, motherfucker, like that, that's like, like Fumito was saying that, right? So Fumito was saying, this was difficult for me, and and by all by all you know stretches, it is extremely difficult to create an AI that that is. So so what he did is not like he gave up and 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 chucked to Ryan Johnson, which I hate. And there's a very clear difference between what Tuinto did and what Ryan did. Ryan threw his hands up and decided to make failure a part of his narrative because I just think he was genuinely un unable to like to 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 nail that story with the last. Jedi and then he incorporated failure as a narrative and then we forget and then like people lauded that film for being so like self-aware and like oh you know failure you know the point the point is failure and, 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 and again there's a difference between the severity it's all about severity it's all about how much do you respect your audience's intelligence so I won't say that it wasn't frustrating it was you know, but there was a purpose. There was a narrative purpose to the frustration. It came from a narrative intent. There was no surrender. Ryan Johnson surrendered. Ueda didn't. Ueda said, you know, I, this is a legitimate incorporation of this theme of me struggling. And I'm going to put that in there consciously with intent, not as a band-aid, not as a sublimation, not as something that I'm going to say and then like, you know, fl flap my scarf over my shoulder and say, oh, this was part of it. And, you know energetically or anything or, or otherwise uh but you know kojima like that's that's what it felt like it like uh the death stranding um project 
felt like someone who who needed a place to cry and then needed a place to mourn and there's so much death death is in the title right he felt stranded and yet he felt connected and, and like this was just a big giant sony funded metaphor for the man's pain right it's in and separating from and and exhaustion and everything i mean the whole game is about pain and exhaustion and discomfort and uh i love i love uh you know some people really enjoyed it first of all and again i'm not really i'm not i don't want to take that away from you please and at at away i'm i'm the opposite of don't at me please at away with that but um the difference between the last guardian and, and death stranding is a, again i i talked about last jedi as well um is that it's it's subtle it's subtle but for me it's just an energetic thing you can tell it's an intuitive thing and and death stranding just it's simply and this is the most respectful way i can put it and and in fact i'm not like you know holding myself back when i say this i I like this is just the the truth of it is that it just felt like his thing like that felt like something entirely for hideo and that is so fine that's perfect you know sometimes i think of my patterns as like maybe this is just for me maybe people and that and, and then i like i am satisfied with that and again literally different strokes for different folks but for me personally that experience you know and i only played and here we go i'll, I'll say it i only played about 16 hours of it and then i was like is is, is wow is this it you know, delivering packages, um, you know, and delivering, you know, he feels, he feels the pressure to deliver. The whole world depends on him delivering all of this metaphor, you know, so he has to deliver this experience. And so he folded all of this mourning together and he stitched together this project, which he knew that he'd be able to bankroll because he was in this position of being able to ask these, of being a hot item, of being dropped by his quote unquote label. And knowing that the next thing that he's going to do is someone's going to produce it because he has a great track record. And I'll say this about Konami. Konami are shit. They're rude. They're awful. Uh, they have backwards, uh, archaic um, work methods. But they were like that plane seat for me. They were a restriction. And with that restriction, he worked beautifully. You know, four is my absolute favorite. Two often fights with four and sometimes defeats four in becoming my favorite for Metal Gear. Five, again, it showed signs of what Death Stranding would eventually be. And there's that signs of that struggle. And that's why it's I felt a little bit uncontrolled. In fact, it was just uh, MGS5 was like 30% Death Stranding already because he was already emotionally in that space of not wanting any restrictions. And I'm, I, I want to say this, like with Kojima without restrictions, I want, okay, the next thing is, the thing is I'm open. I trust the guy. I, I want to see this. And it's not like he's getting off on a, with a warning or something, but no, the idea is that with, with Death Stranding, he, he, he had his thing, like he processed it, like that he's got it out of his system, right? So I think maybe he, and I, and I would love this. My highest dream is that, that someone can, and this is my dream for the future as well. And it's what I hope I have to trust to this. I have to believe that we can create our own restrictions without plane seats, without, you know, British DPs, you know, yelling at George Lucas in the 70s saying like, we can't do this. We can't have three Death Stars. We can only do one, you know, all this stuff, these, these uh, restrictions that made these experiences magical and, and timeless. Because again, just like the words, if they have too many little phonetic little apostrophes, it's just not timeless. You need to smooth that thing over. And, and, you know, Kojima, he's got a mind like that. He's got a mind. And Kenji Yano, what happened? And and Ken Imaizumi, the producer, Ken, uh, Kenji Yano, um, the co-writer, I, he sort of diminished away from the, the Hideo tube. And, and then Ken Imaizumi also left after the project. The producer left after the project. So 
I have to believe in in self-imposed because self-imposed restriction and you know a restriction isn't a negative it's like it's saying that I will finish this job application by this time I will finish this project by this time like uh, you know like and and the thing is and another layer to this is that he may have uh, from a subject matter point of view not had restrictions and, and that's great you know that's what turned out again it just felt like a, a, a not entirely architect like he he put a beautiful putting together a studio oh my god i will i will never not respect him for that amazing work ethic in putting that studio together right that as, as fast as he did um that was incredible and amazing um and and logistically important and and he is really good at putting those restrictions on himself as like his and and there's a sign the fact that he was able to get everything happening so quickly uh he, it means he can apply that's why i have a lot of hope for kojima it's just that with the subject matter and i don't even blame him for it if i had been through what he was he'd been through with konami and, and with a long-standing property and having my name taken off it like i would have been massively existential and you know uh i would then feel like that had to have an outlet and he found that outlet and what what unfortunate well not unfortunately but again see how i can't even say unfortunate because it's not it's so psychologically healthy but someone's psychological like someone's exercise for psychological health is not my business it's it's such a beautiful thing but that is his thing that is his thing and i know there are a lot of people there uh who genuinely enjoyed it that's great i know there's a lot of people there who are just they jump on the kojima train automatically and they don't question and i'm not that kind of appreciator of media i think you know you need to put anyone high and low through their paces because you know as above so below we're all made of the same atoms so i don't make any excuses or fanboyisms or anything like that um so but yeah for kojima yeah it was it was this personal thing for him it felt weird it felt wrong to be playing so i just watched the, the cutscenes after that it was magnificent oh my god you know kubrickian and all that um like beautiful beautiful sequences a lot of them didn't have a consideration towards the public and not in the metal gear way in the metal gear way there was a sense that like the very fact is it's like i stuck through metal gear and i understood it vaguely well with the stranding literally my takeaway is that extinction event um you know you use your poop as grenades it like nothing could be more indicative of someone who chose to um have un unrestricted and no, not chose who was given who was given and he chose to find to, to to build a team around him and to take a premise that allowed him to yeah like i'm feeling lynchian today i'm feeling jodorowskian today i want to be able to fling my piss at like an uh you know an interdimensional creature and say it with a serious face and like so he just went in every every direction and look at sam sam is going in every direction right I, or really because you know he's got those side quests and everything so the whole thing metaphorically checks out and I check myself regularly for like, are you reading? There's there's such a thing as overthinking and over analyzing. Separates the body from the mind. Tool. Seeing you guys in February. Um, but when it's so clear, when it's so evident, like this, you know, Death Stranding's premise is weird. It's strange, and I love that to a point. Now it it has changed. I felt like Star Wars and Death Stranding and Game of Thrones. <laughs> Everything just kind of went very differently to what I expected, but that's fine, and, and that's the universe telling me stuff, which is great, you know? 
and you learn and you integrate and that's fine but the the, the final the final thing for me with death training is that that was someone's very personal like it's like a journal it's like an emotional you know tears all over the pages and it's like you know what that's fine and I, oh my god could you i love you i'm so glad you had that chapter that was such an important part of your journey and now we can we can make something now because you've had that it's like almost you've like had a cry and you've you've had that uh, that release of, of tension and pressure and i love i love i'm exhausted <laughs> i'm exhausted after all that you know that death stranding stuff um but i am glad i am very very glad that uh that he did that and that we can um we can move forward so the reason i brought up my phone now and my voice is slowing down is because i want to bring up a letter from a wonderful listener his name is higgs and i'm going to read oh that's the name that he gave at least right so they sent a letter um, and i'm going to read my full response too and then i'm going to close out the show Cooly, cooly, cooly. Um, let me just bring it up. So, hope all is well. Right? Um, uh, okay, sorry, folks. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, geez. How, does anyone else get frustrated with um, Apple um, Mail? Like, some, it's just so weirdly organized. Right, here it is. So, hope all is well. It's got the latest one at the top, actually. Maybe if I think about it, that makes sense. So Higgs Void Out is 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 his synonym or synonym, nickname, internet name. Hope all is well. I haven't seen you post in a while, and I just wanted to check in with you and to make sure all is well on your end. I have been worried that the fires may have affected you, and I got sad thinking about it. You are usually fairly active online and haven't seen you post anywhere. Sending you love from the USA, and I hope you are okay. And I said, hi, Higgs. Thanks so much for writing in. I've been one of the lucky ones, largely unaffected by the fires. My area had some pretty bad smoke pollution for a few for the last few days, but nothing serious. We made sure, we've made sure to show gratitude for that fact and also simply doing the right thing by donating slash volunteering as much as we can to those who were sadly impacted. Hopefully this dark chapter for Australia's environment can be closed soon. In terms of uh, online presence, I've been active on a daily slash bi-daily basis on albertkesser.com, which will be my sole platform of online engagement from 2020 onwards for many important reasons, and I do seriously mean that. My brain is like so much happier right now. Like Fuck social media forever. Personally, again, tweet there and if you enjoy it. Um, like many other folks at the end of the last decade, 2009, I really started to engage with social media, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, etc. And 10 years later, after evaluating what it honestly brought to me in return, I was happy to tie a bow on that experience permanently, 2009 to 2019. The last posts I made for those platforms have been made all around the end of December, 2019. I made some worthwhile connections through these programs, um, you know, apps or whatever. Uh, but the unassailable fact is that social media has become a colossal, frighteningly time and life consuming addiction stoking industry that is very different from how things started. And so much like other sites and online functions, I'd rather not exist anymore, like spam sites, which social media has essentially become under the guise of socializing or making connections. Let's face it, 90% of people spend 90% of their time on social media mindlessly scrolling on those platforms, not connecting with each other. I'm voting with my bandwidth by actively avoiding all forms of it from here on. I really actually want to be part of a force which we can kind of just move past the social media stage, you know, at least in this incarnation. I'd love for it to simplify or just disappear. Emails are fantastic. 
to each their own ultimately of course and all the best who for those who are able to have a healthy or productive relationship with it but from lifestyle from a lifestyle slash ethical slash psychological standpoint quitting completely is just best for me personally eventually the accounts will be shut down automatically due to inactivity and that'll be it I'll still be majorly active online, creating uh, far more than consuming and incredibly easy to find with a quick Google search, number one hit of which is the official site, which functions as a repository, as in works and patterns, and uh, journal entries, and also as a directory, which is, you know, media and story, which take you to the thread list and to the YouTube. The podcast, which has no set schedule, will release its 173rd episode in a few days and will be a chat with blank, I can't tell you, from blank another thing uh my blank of the blank so uh, tomorrow i'm speaking with him tomorrow you tease the chats with um uh tommy earl jenkins and darren jacobs are proceeding as advertised and will be out mid to late february 2020 much like when you give up any other addictive substance since quitting social media my productivity has soared priorities are crystal clear and outlook on life has infinitely brightened you can sign up with your email no other details required at albertkesser.com for direct to inbox updates from me and my creative haps from here on now you see why i read this out is because i'm basically telling anyone who has the same question as mr higgs has here there you go it's right here on the podcast for you you know no need to email in take care my friend and to you as well uh, i hope the start of the year has been treating you well and that it ends up being a great start to the decade for you as well kind of regards albert and then they replied very beautifully and very sweetly it's great to hear from you my friend and i support your 2020 journey in all forms i agree with you on social media it has become everything kojima warned us about in metal gear solid 2 there you go um social media equals jd interesting <laughs> you've been an inspiration to me with your wild creativity and your honest and genuine view on art and entertainment thank you my friend I will follow your website to keep you updated on whatever journey you have next. You were a pioneer in the Death Stranding community and listening to you speaks, speak on God of War, Souls games, uh, films, and other things was one of the things that got me through a tough time in my life where I lost my job and I had to transfer to a really hard labor job for about three, three or four months. I hope you're out of that, my friend. You're meant for amazing things, buddy. I'd listen to pretty much, and I don't just say that as like an empty platitude, like we've chatted back and forth you're awesome and keep up your amazing work i'm also going to reveal who this person is and there's going to be something cool that you'll learn about them soon i'd listen to pretty much every podcast you've you'd upload and i want to thank you for the impact you've had on a kojima fan living in the states you're welcome buddy thumbs up symbol i support everything you do as an artist and as a friend and i wish you nothing but the absolute best for 2020 and i send my well wishes to australia as well for the sad news take care and let's stay in touch like pen pals uh, I sent him a big long reply that essentially starts like, uh, Dear Higgs, I can't tell you literally. It's impossible for me to adequately articulate how much your email meant to me. I'm honored and humbled that anything I've made slash done ha has brought any form of joy or, or solace or even a welcome distraction to anyone. And as someone who has done their share of labor jobs and who always appreciated when music or a podcast was able to make the day go by easier, it truly warms my heart to hear that I've been able to pay that forward with my own material. Pen Pal sounds fun. Uh, and also, yeah, right in pen pals are the greatest. Like, why have we dropped that? Let's just, why the hell not? Right. Social media is just like pen paling, but without the sense, like the sincerity. Yeah. Because, you know, like with, with email back in the day, it was like, it was more spaced out and, and you, you wrote letters, you got into stuff. There was less flitting about less superficiality. So fuck it. Yeah, definitely email me albertkess at iCloud.com. 
pen pal away. So I, I basically talk about how the, the future is made, made for folks like this person here. And I'm going to announce who they are. Uh, their name, well, uh, you know, it's it's Higgs Void Out, right, as, as the thing that he's messaged me with. But, uh, but this guy uh, makes music. And uh, the music you heard at the start and the music you'll hear at the end of this um, episode is uh, by him and his name is snail horse so you can find him on um, soundcloud there's going to be links in the description as there will be for every episode going forward um because you're you're rad dude thank you so much and uh, you let me know if you ever want me to like use your real name or whatever you're awesome and we'll get you on the show at some point so but there you go cool little lovely story to, to tie things off of off with um i think we've we've reached pretty much the hour so five more minutes um there you go it's my little bell there. I don't know if that came through. It was far away from the mic, but eh, maybe I'll, re- I'll ring it next time. Um, so yeah, uh, the last thing is one of the recent things I, I put up with this uh, was this pitch to ACT Arts ACT to do an event here in, in Canberra surrounding my patterns. Uh, I'm going to keep making these patterns until, yeah, the very end and beyond, <laughs> you know, and beyond. Maybe I'll leave an algorithm behind that based on my brainwaves that makes them automatically every year. Who knows what crazy stuff awaits in, in the future. Um, and then the quantum myth, that'll be in the making there, you know, various, again, I'm just calling it multimedia. So, but that'll be a, a, just those two constants in my life, the patterns and the, and, and the, and the quantum myth, definitely. For the podcast, that seems like, yeah, is the third pillar of, of my kind of creative output, if you can call it podcast creative. But um, if any of what I discussed and the vibe of the show interests you, again, albertkessa.icloud.com. Like, get in touch. The main thing is is a good sounding mic. Um, and, and, you know, happy to, to discuss stuff and all kinds of uh, art and entertainment. Um, but also dipping into life because life is what we're all living. And... And yeah, you know, wide ranging, the more wide ranging and eclectic and, um, uh, you know, well-rounded the discussion, the better, definitely. For recommendations, um, going ahead, uh, Sopranos, please, are you kidding me? Come on, like, that's just the best series, it really is. Uh, uh, thinking of The Wire after this, maybe. Um, and yeah, another thing January can be really good for is, um, uh, yeah, just watching those, catching up. So it's about catching up as well. So you, you're doing planning, but you're also just availing of availing yourself of that downtime, so to speak. Um, and this has been good. Uh, and I've also realized that uh, for me, ultimately, uh, I've arrived at this after five years as my podcast is just a chronicle. Something for me to articulate the path forward, you know, with creative and life happenings equally. And uh, get a chronicle down. Why not? Why the heck not? Why not leave a chronicle behind you of, of uh, these little chimes, as regular or irregular as they will be? And that is true. There's no schedule. So stick around if you're interested in things popping up. Might be weeks. Might be days. Yeah. But that's life, right? Right.